So since Rosh Hashanah is in a couple of days, we're going to talk about the uh, about Rosh Hashanah and the days of repentance which commence with the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And the, uh, the discussion uh, is very interesting. We're going to look at the at the perspective of what one should do during the ten days of repentance during the Aserim Um But we're going to have a little bit of a more involved discussion about the analysis of those days. Okay, so we begin with the Gemara in, in Rosh Hashanah, the Talmud, Bible in Rosh page 16b. Talmud says like this. Talmud says that Amrav uh, Yochan, Rav Kruz Pudoy said in the name of Yochan, there are three books which are open on Rosh Hashanah. One book is of complete evil people, and one book is of complete righteous people. And one is of people who are in between, in the middle road. Okay, what should we call them then? Benoni. Somebody who's in between. Not a Russian, not a Tadik, just a, a regular person, so to speak. Right? So what happens? These are the three books which are open on Rosh Hashanah. Says the Talmud, Tzadikim Gemurim Nechtav V'Nechtam L'Atol Chaim. People who are righteous, completely righteous, get signed and sealed immediately for life. Rishoyim Gemurim, people who are completely evil, Nechtavim V'Nechtamim L'Atol Emisa, they get signed immediately for death, written and signed immediately for death. Beninim, what about the people in between? Tzluyim V'Oimdim, they are hanging literally and standing which means that their, their judgment, so to speak, the simple explanation is, their judgment is suspended, or is held in abeyance. Okay? Rosh Hashanah ve'ad Yom Kippur. Until, from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur. Zohu, if they merit, nechtav l'chayim. They get written for life. Lo zohu, if they don't merit, they get signed for death. That's what the Gemara says, page 16, being Rosh Hashanah. People who are in between. Well, this is what we're going to describe. This is what we're going to chew, chew out today, hopefully. Make it into a pretzel. The people who are in between, people who are in between, so they, judgment, their judgment, simply their judgment is held in abeyance. We all assume that uh, we're all bane in him. We are all bane in him. We're all in between. We're not completely right. It's not completely evil. Therefore, we do tshuva during the ten days of tshuva, Sarasimei tshuva, until Yom Kippur, including Yom Kippur. Because the judgment, the final judgment for those people who are in between are, is done on, 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 on Yom Kippur. Okay, that's the, that's the Gemara. We all know this Gemara. We've heard this Gemara in some way, shape, or form, somehow. Um, right, uh, this is what the Gemara says. So the, uh, the talk of the town or the, uh, the, 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 the discussion, the intellectual discussion of, uh, of re- in regards to this information is the Rambam's rendition of this Gemara. The Rambam's rendition of this Gemara, he changes the Gemara slightly, if you pay attention to his slight change, which wreaks havoc or, uh, for our benefit on the, on the uh, intellectual analysis, on the analysis of, uh, of these ten days. So the Rambam says like this, Okishim says the Rambam is in the laws of Tshuva, chapter three, law number three. Okishim shishoykom zechuyos shaladim ba'avonos bishas misosay. The same way that the merits and the sins of a person are weighed at the time that they die, ad nevesim shana until 120. There is when a person dies, Hashem judges a person by weighing their merits and their infractions. The same way that it happens at the time that they die, says the Rambam. So too this happens every single year. Same way it happens in the time of the day, it also happens every single year. Hashem weighs the sins or the infractions of every single person with the merits together on the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. That's what happens. Mishinim Tzadik Somebody who is righteous, nechtam l'chayim, they get signed for life. 
Right, it's not the Rambam is quoting the Gemara, so listen carefully to the Rambam's quotation of the Gemara. Mishinim to Russia, somebody turns to be evil, Mechtam and so they get time for death. Vahabainini, person who's in between, says the Rambam. Tolin also, they hang him literally, they hold him in abeyance, Ad Yom Kippurim, until Yom Kippur. Im Asa Tshuva, if he repents, does Tshuva, returns to Hashem, Nechtem L'chaim gets signed for life. The Imrav, Nechtem L'misa. If not, if he doesn't do tshuva, if he doesn't repent, he gets signed for death. So what did the Rambam change from the Gemara? What did he define as tshuva? He does, defines tshuva in a different place. It's not our Indian, what tshuva is. Tshuva, generally speaking, means that you uh, stop doing what you're doing wrong. You regret what you did wrong. You confess what you did wrong. And you make, a, make a, a commitment not to do it in the future. That's tshuva, not our discussion. But what did the Rambam change? Our question is, what did the Rambam change from the Gemara? It sounds like he's saying, once you do tshuva, then you're decided, you're now with the righteous, right. and you're good for life. Right, right. After having it evaluated right. every year. Right, once you do tshuva. That's the Rambam is prescribed. The Rambam says that after Rosh Hashanah, the only thing that helps for a Bainini is tshuva. If there is no tshuva, if he doesn't repent, then he gets sealed for life, for death. If he does tshuva, he gets sealed for life. That's the only option for the bainini. Well, There's no other option, option for the bainini. When he is committing to it, he repents. When he so goes to the... Action is, let's say, um, I used to steal apples in the market, and now I'm just about to steal it. No, so we just defined... And I said, you know, I'm not going to steal it because I committed nothing. We just defined what tshuva is. We just defined. Tshuva is stopping to do the sin, Regretting doing the sin, confessing the sin, and to make a commitment not to do it in the future. Once a person does that, then they are sealed for life. That's the food for the banning. Well, That's for the to do the sin. Sure, you can. Sin, sin, no, he, you no, then you're not doing it. Yeah. Then you're not doing it. Then you're not doing it. If you don't have that thing to do, you're not doing it. Stopping doing the sin means you're not involved in it right now. That's what it means. You're not doing it right now. Okay. Okay? That's true. Once a person that that's what Rambam prescribed. The Rambam says that during these ten days we have to do tshuva. If we don't do tshuva and we're a bainani, then Hashem we get sealed the opposite of life. If we do tshuva, then he gets sealed for life. That's what Rambam says. The only option is tshuva. There's no other option. It's tshuva is the only option. Yeah? So That's what the Rambam says. So what's the incentive to do right all year long? If you could do wrong and then come... Because the Talmud says in Tractic Yuma, if a person says, I'm going to sin and I'll do tshuva later, the tshuva is not accepted. That's not can't claim for it. The Talmud says explicitly, Hashem does not accept the repentance in that way. And what doesn't if somebody did true and after that he does do it again? That's separate that's discussion also. That's a, that, that's a different question. Okay. Okay? Everybody hear this? What did the Rambam change from the Gemara? The, no. No, you, I don't, you, maybe, you, maybe you attempted to give the answer. I don't think he did. You see what the Rambam says. The Rambam says the Chula and the Gemara said? No, I just thought, I got the idea that, that both of us that are in the middle that every year we try, but every year we're sort of in the middle. And now I'm understanding from the Rambam that he's saying once you do tshuva, you're actually sealed with the righteous. Right, you are. But what did the Rambam yeah, change from... It's true, this is what the Rambam says, but what did he change from the Talmud? No. What did the Rambam change from the Talmud? I'm just, 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 just going to say, I'm just going to say it again. What the Rambam changed from the Gemara is the Gemara never mentioned the word tshuva. The, Rambam ne- the Gemara never mentioned repentance. The Gemara said, Abainini, if he merits, he gets signed for life on Yom Kippur. If he doesn't merit, he gets signed for, for Chasashom, the opposite on Yom Kippur. The Rambam added that the merit means Tshuva. That's the, that's the, this is the question on the Rambam. Okay? This is the question. Why, does, why did the Rambam change? Now, the fact that the Rambam changed this, it becomes a, a, a mathematical problem becomes an intellectual problem, now that the Rambam changes. The commentary of the Lechem Mishnah asks a question on the Rambam. The question is like this. 
The Rambam says if you do tshuva, right, so you get signed for life. You don't do tshuva, you don't get signed for life. Why is that? What's the reason that a bainini is a bainini? What's the reason that a person who is in between? What's the reason that a person is in between? Because he doesn't always do the right thing. Why is the person? What's the reason he's in between? So because, as the Rambam says, he has half. He has 50 infractions. He has 50 mitzvahs. He's half and half. That's what a bainini is. That's why he's a bainini. That's why he's a bainini. Asks the Lecha Mishnah, why does the Rambam say he has to do tshuva? Let him do a mitzvah. As soon as he does a mitzvah, he'll be 50-150. He'll be 50. He's 50-50 now. No, he's not going to take away. He's 50-50 now. If he does tshuva, what, if he, what is the Ram says? If he does tshuva, if he does tshuva, so he's going to be, he's going to be signed for life. If he doesn't tshuva, he's not. But he's, if he's a 50-50, let him do a mitzvah. Let him give some tzedakah. Let him do a mitzvah of some sort. Right? Let him prepare the kiddush in the shul. Here of Jackie. Let him do something like this. He does a mitzvah, then he'll be signed for life because he's going to be a fifty-one fifty. That's a lechem. That's a lechem. That's the question that he that he asks. Right? So he answers. He answers. Yes, it's true. If you do, there, there is the, that, that's what the Rambam does mean. The Rambam says if you do, there's a mitzvah to do tshuva. Let, let's read the Mechah Mishnah just to make sure we get his question correctly. Vim Tama, answer the Mishnah, I ask you a question. Kilosa Tshuva, if he doesn't do Tshuva, Amai Nechta Mamisa, why does he get signed for death? Hamechza Hamechza, he's half and half. Rav Chesed Matek Lape Chesed. Oh, he's asking a little bit of a different question. He's half and half. So, if he doesn't do Tshuva, what's wrong? Hashem is merciful, and if a person is half and half, he'll tip him over to the other side. That's his question. We change the question a little bit. You hear? Right. That's what the Rambam said. The Rambam says he's half and half. Okay. He's fifty because he's a bainini. Also, the the, the 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 Rashi says this in the Gemara that we quoted. So he asks the Mishnah, why does he have to do to people? Why does he have to do tshuva? Let him not do tshuva, and Hashem is merciful. He'll tip the scale to the good. So he answers, quite to be said, the echad the loss of tshuva have you open echad. The answer is, right, okay, so we, I, I got a little bit. The answer is, is that if he, there's a mitzvah to do tshuva on the ten days of tshuva. If he doesn't do a mitzvah, he has an extra infraction. If he has an extra infraction, so he's 5150 yeah. the other way. Therefore, he gets uh, sealed for, 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 for death. Okay, you hear, you hear this, what the Lacha Mishnah says. This is the Lacha Mishnah's interpretation of the Rambam. What? That an evil person who lives on, that they all did tshuva. And that's why they, they were not the tshuva. No, no, that's a separate question. That's the Ramban, describes this in the Shara Gamal, that in his book called the Shara Gamal, the Rambam says that, I'm sorry, the Ramban says that a tzad, when we say a person is a tzaddik and a rasha, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's a tzaddik and a rasha. Tzaddik means righteous, and rasha means evil. The Ramban says it doesn't mean that. It means that he's a tzaddik bidin. In other words, he was righteous in the judgment. And a rasha bidin means he is evil in the judgment. In other words, the word tzaddik in rasha is not a description of the person that he's righteous or that he's evil, but it's rather a description of his judgment. His judgment was, ju- was, was of, of, of favor. Tzaddik means that his judgment was favorable. Russia means his judgment was not favorable. The, the consequence, the judgment of Hashem. The consequence of that statement is, is a person can be a tzaddik, he can be righteous, but his judgment could be not favorable. A person can be a Russia, he can be evil, but his judgment could be favorable. What's the judgment based on? Right. <laughs> the judgment is based upon, according to the simple explanation now, the, according to what we're saying now, the judgment is based upon their actions, the, the quantity of action. 
No, the, the, not sincerity, the, the quantity of action, the simple, we got to start from the beginning. You know, when you write a computer program, when you write a computer program, you got to tell the computer step by step. So we got to start from the beginning. The beginning is the first assumption, we read the Talmud, we read the Rambam, the first assumption is, is that 50-50, 50, like Rashi said, 50 in sins, 50 mitzvot, 50 infractions, 50 positive actions. 50-50. The Rambam says if he's a 50-50, his judgment is finalized on Yom Kippur. If he does tshuva, he gets the world, he's signed for life. He doesn't do tshuva, he's not signed for life. Literal life, literal death. That's the simple meaning. The Lechem Mishnah is asking, what does he have to do tshuva? God is a merciful God. If a person is 50-50, he's going to tip the scale towards the good. Lechem Mishnah answers, Lechem Mishnah answers, Lechem Mishnah answers that, that um, if there's, a, there's a special mitzvah to do tshuva. person does not do tshuva, that is an infraction on his record. Therefore, he's 51-50 in the negative. He doesn't get sealed for life. That is the beginning of the discussion. Now the discussion gets more complex. We're going to get more complex in terms of uh, the, the actual judgment of whether we're talking about quality, quantity, etc. My question is this. No one knows where they stand. You, 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 on Thomas Rosh Hashanah, you, you don't know whether you're abandoning, whether you're... No one knows what you said. Our assumption is... Over the year, it's 50-50. I don't know. Our rabbis tell us... So I think that the prudent thing is to do Tshuva. Right, of course. Of course. But you don't know. Our rabbis tell us that we should assume the Rabbanini, like we mentioned before. Each person is a Rabbanini. But this rabbi is saying... Well, if you're 50-50, you don't have to do anything because the Shem is going to throw He's asking mathematics. He's doing a critical analysis of the Rambam. If the Rambam definition of a person who is uh, 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 a Benini is that he is 50-50, then why do Tshuva? The Rambam seems to say that that's a requirement regardless. That is an absolute requirement. So the question is why? And the person didn't do tshuva. What happens if the person didn't do tshuva? That's the question. The answer is, is that there's a mitzvah to do tshuva. You have one avera at it. That is what he's. That is what the rabbim is asking. That is what the lechem is saying. Okay. Now, asks uh, the student, the famous student of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, in his book The Kochleor, he asks a question. Rabbi Itzela uh, Peterberg. Rabbi Itzela asks on the lechem mishnah the following question. We ask the question on his own, but it's a question on the Lechem Mishnah. Right? The, que- the question is, it, if it, we're talking mathematics 50-50, if we're talking mathematics 50-50, then why does the Rambam say, you do tshuva at all? Let the Rambam say, do a mitzvah. If you do any mitzvah, you should be able to tip the scales. Fine, let's say the person does not do tshuva. What did the Lechem Mishnah say? The Lechem Mishnah said that if he doesn't do tshuva, it's one Avera. So he's 51-50 in the negative. Okay? Jackie, you ever had a business? So make a ledger. You're 51-50 on the negative, in the negative. So well, you didn't do why? because you didn't do tshuva. So give tzedakah. Now you're 51-51 again. Right? What is it? What is the, what is the Lechem Mishnah answering? What is the Lechem Mishnah answering that he's saying that, that, that you should... If you, if you didn't do tshuva, you're going to be 51-50 in the negative. So do another mitzvah. You'll be 51-50. You don't have to do tshuva. Just do another mitzvah. Okay, yeah, that's, the, that's the question of Rebitzelah. So Rebitzelah says that it says in Isaiah 55, it says in Isaiah 55, Dishu Hashem bihimatel. You should seek Hashem when He is found. It says the Gemara in tractate uh, Rosh Hashanah, when has Hashem found? When does Hashem uh, make Himself available, give us the opportunity to do tshuva? The Gemara says in page Rosh Hashanah, page 18a, the Gemara says that's during the 10 days of repentance. So Rabbi says, you know why? The Rambam says you specifically have to do tshuva. is because Hashem makes Himself available during the 10 days of repentance, during the Asayi day tshuva, more than any other time of the year. To spurn Hashem during that moment. 
not to do tshuva when Hashem makes Himself available, that is an infraction of such magnitude that no mitzvah can counterbalance that. So therefore, it's true that mathematically it could work. I can decide I'm not going to do tshuva and do a mitzvah to counterbalance. But the abeva, the infraction of not doing tshuva is so great that there's no mitzvah that I can do that will counterbalance that. That's what the Rabbi Tzul says. You hear it? But there are some people so, they don't know from Shuba, they don't know from doing it. We're not talking about the people from the Shuba. <laughs> we know about Shuba. And they might be evil people when they were born. Yeah, we're not talking about those people. We're not talking about those, we're not talking about those people. And that's our discussion about the, the way of God, why Moshe Chaim Mozato, why do uh, good things happen to bad people, why bad things happen to good people. That's not our discussion. We here in this room, Baruch Hashem, we know about Shuba. We know about Hashem, we know about God, the mitzvahs, only all these things. We're talking now with us, on our level, what should we do? Okay? We're not concerned about, uh, about uh, backyard basketball. We're talking professional here. <laughs> we're professional now. So we're at a different level of, of preparation for Rosh Hashanah than others. Okay? So the lesson that we learned from Rebitzel's insight is, is that, is, the, is a very, very nice lesson. And the lesson is, is that Hashem makes, during the ten days of repentance, which begin, which commence on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, and end with Yom Kippur, Hashem makes a special effort, from our perspective, according to Isaiah, to make Himself available, so that He can focus on forgiving us for the things that we've done. So that, there's actually, during the ten days, during these ten days, is different than the rest of the year. The rest of the year is not the same as these ten days. The rest of the year, Hashem is not available. We have to go find Him. There's much more difficulty in, 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 in doing tshuva. If you don't have winter early, isn't Hashem available at that time? I read that. Not like He is during these ten days. During these ten days, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's an acute focus on, there's an acute focus on, on tshuva. Hashem makes Himself available during this time more than any other time of the year, Hashem is available. So, so, so therefore, there's a special day, these, are the, these ten days are special days of inspiration. These ten days are the time for us to take the opportunity to, uh, to take the opportunity to set aside time to, uh, to change our ways in the way that we feel that they can be better. The, uh, I, just, I said last night in the, in the Parsha class, in the, in the Kolel, I said that the Yaris Vash, Rabbi Yonis and Ipschitz, of the uh, 18th century scholar, quotes the Arizal. The Arizal says that the ten days of repentance should be like Cholamoyed. It should be like the intermediary days between Sukkot and Pesach, between uh, the two days of Sukkot and the two days of Pesach. That a person shouldn't work. If they have the opportunity not to go to work, unless it's for something they're going to lose money for, they shouldn't go to work. Instead, they should spend the day to focus on change in preparation for Rosh Hashanah. That's the, 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 that's the, the, this is what we're talking about. That's what the business said. Why? Because Hashem makes Himself available during this time. That's what we see from Rebitzel. Okay? Now, Rabbi Chaim Shemulevitz, in his Sihus Musar, Yer Tavshin Lamed Beis, in the first Mimer, the first, uh, the first speech, Rabbi Chaim Shemulevitz was the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir Yeshiva in, in Jerusalem. He uh, quotes this whole discussion, and he wants to say uh, a different explanation based upon the uh, the insight of the altar of Navatic, the Saba of Navati, the old, literally known as the the, the Ephesus of Navatic. The uh, what? Navatic was a yeshiva. So there's a yeshiva. He was the, the Ephesus. He wrote a he wrote a book. So he is uh, a big scholar. So he says like this. He wants to know, the Gemara, remember that we said that the Gemara says about the Bainanim. The Gemara's description of the Bainanim is that they are Tluyim Va'oindim. The Bainanim are held in abeyance until Yom Kippur. Now, it's everybody's judgment is on Rosh Hashanah. The Bainanim's judgment is on, held in abeyance until Yom Kippur. However, the literal, the literal statement of the Gemara is Tluyim Va'oindim. Jackie, what does that mean? Hanging and standing. They're hanging and standing. What does it mean that they're hanging and standing? 
So the altar in the Vardic says, the word hanging means hanging. It's in question. It's like, you know, like they do it in the olden days, in Morocco. Somebody didn't behave, they took him, they hung him. Hanging, literally, they hung him from a noose. This was, whatever it was, I'm just saying, you know, whatever it was, whatever it was, in the old country, they did it the old-fashioned way. They still do it at night. They take you, they take you and they hang you. But the thing is, it's in the, it doesn't make sense, because it's a, it's, a, it's a problem, because you can't be hanging and standing at the same time. So the altar for Nevada. Oh, oh. So says says uh, Daniel that you're standing before you're hanging. First they put the noose around you, and you're standing, then you're hanging. Says the altar from Nevada, the Benonim during the ten days of Chuba. The what? The Ben? The Benonim, Benonim, Benonim. That runs in between. They're half and half. This is what the Gemara means by that they're standing and they're hanging, because they're not hanging yet. The judgment is Yom Kippur. But the noose is tied around. So they're still standing. But they're hanging at the same time. That's what the judgment is held in the bay. Not the side of Rosh it's held in the bay. That's what, uh, that's what the altar of, uh, this is what the altar of Nevadic says. So the, uh, the, the altar of the, the, the Shmulevitz says, what does the altar mean? What does he mean to say? So he means to say like this. That the truth is, the truth is, is that on Rosh Hashanah, what's Rosh Hashanah? It's the Yom Hadin. It's the Day of Judgment. Everybody's judgment gets decided on Rosh Hashanah. Everybody. That's what the Gemara tells us. That's what the Mishnah says in, uh, in Tractate uh, Rosh Hashanah. It's a Mishnah on page, uh, on, on page 16a. The Mishnah says that on Rosh Hashanah everybody gets judged. And that includes everybody, cowboy oil, and all the people that walk the face of the earth, and includes the Ben Inimov. They get a judgment too. I'm not sure, because the Yosh Hashanah is the Yom Hadin. It's the day of judgment. That's when Hashem sits on the, on the, on the throne of judgment. So the Rishayim's judgment is, the evil people's judgment is? Yeah, for death. For death. The righteous people's judgment is? For life. The Ben Onim, their judgment is? You can't have a uh, judgment. That's what Chanzuana says. You can't have a uh, judgment. There's got to be when the gavel when the gavel hits the when the gavel hits. There's got to be either death or life. Those are the only two options. You can't have a judgment. Maybe what kind of judgment is that? Maybe. So instead of being executed, it was to say we're all put on death row and we're waiting for, uh, what do you call it, a pardon? Oh, so, oh, so says Rabbi Daniel, which is what Rabbi says, that the Benonim, <laughs> the Benonim gets judged for death. Each Benonim is signed and sealed in the book of death, Rachman Ritzlan. Chas Misholem. What is it exactly, Benoni? Benoni is right now, we're talking 50 mitzvahs, 50 avaris is half and half. Oh, okay. Benoni, in between. Yeah. The judgment is for death. Just like the Rishoyim. They get signed and sealed in the book of death. Wow. It's not and sealed? sealed? It's just signed. They don't be sealed on Yom Kippur? Sorry, fine, just signed. Okay. <laughs> but even sealed. Sealed also. Now, that's what happens. And therefore, they get, they get escorted to the, what do we call that uh, thing? Gallows. The gallows. And they put the noose around the person's neck. This is what happens. However, they, the Benoni, unlike the person who is a Russia, is standing and hanging until Yom Kippur. That's what the Alpha Nevadic means. The judgment has already been set. However, it's held, the carrying out of the judgment is held in abeyance until Yom Kippur. You know? Abeyance means a break in, in uh, hang, you know, hanging. Now, what happens? Hashem is willing during the ten days of repentance to give pardon. Just like the president, when the outgoing president, he's willing to give a pardon to the Benoni. 
Why he's standing? Yeah, give me Johnny Cochran. He's standing with the rope. He's standing and hanging. He's standing and hanging until Yom Kippur. And if Hashem gives a pardon, he can walk away. If he doesn't give a pardon, he can't walk away. So, this, this is what it means, right? And this answers, by the way, another question that the question that Pnei Yeshua asks. The Pnei Yeshua asks, when we read the first original of the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara says that there are three books that are, there are, what did the Gemara say in Rosh Hashanah? The Gemara said that there are three books that are open. There are the books of the evil people, the books of the righteous people, and the books of the Benoni. What? The book of the Benoni. So why is, asks the Pnei Yeshua, why is the book of the Benoni open on Rosh Hashanah when his judgment is on Yom Kippur? According to what we're saying, the reason why the book is, is, is open on Rosh Hashanah is because not open on Yom Kippur. The judgment of the Benoni is on Rosh Hashanah. The pardon can happen on Yom Kippur. That's why the Gemara says that his book is also open together with everybody else on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, so the person, Hashem is willing to grant a pardon to the Benini. He is not willing to grant a pardon to the Russia. That's what it means that Yom Kippur we can do tshuva. Not that there's a judgment on Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment. The judgment, there, there could be a pardon that's granted. Sorry, Anne, will you use a question? You have a question? No, I'm just so weird. So then when the judgment, you could still, this is my same question I had before. Now you're in the book of the righteous. How do you creep out of that and go back to the Benin every year? Every year is different judgment. That's what the Ram described. Every year is different judgment. For the year. For the year. Well, every year is a new judgment, right? We make a new, uh, new accounting. It's a new accounting. It's a new, a new year. A new, a new year. You not see right? Sealed for the year. Yeah. I'm not making any judgments about whether a person is a good person or whether they get signed. No, we're not making any judgments. We're not making any judgments. We're making a critical analysis of the statement of the Rambam. I didn't say anything about good person, did I? I did not say that. I never. The words "good person" implications are only implication is conjecture. Hashem makes a judgment of all people, and that is a fact that we all know. Hashem, who knows what's in our hearts, is judging us. That's what Rosh Hashanah is about. The implication is, is that Hashem, according to our actions, deals with us. That's all we're implying. It's not my judgment. I'm only describing according to what the Gemara tells us, uh, how the judgment works. From our perspective, I'm not making a judgment about any person. I'm not telling, giving instructions of making pointing fingers at people in shul of whether they're being signed in life or whatever. We all dive in together, and Hashem is the one who makes the judgment. We're making a critical analysis of how the how the how everything works in accordance to the the, the, the Rambam's description, okay. rendition of the Gemara. I feel, I feel like I'm hearing some over here, and I, and I, I just think a point that maybe needs clarification. It doesn't mean, what you're saying here doesn't mean that Dafka, someone dies because they performed Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't mean that necessarily. That's not, it's not necessarily, or does it? It doesn't mean that necessarily. Well, yeah, no, they definitely, they, they're judge, if somebody dies during the year, Chas Hashanah Rachman Latzlan, it, one of the reasons could be, could be but it is because be. the previous Rosh Hashanah it was decided for whatever reason, whatever reason not that they will no longer live. Uh, not necessarily that the individual says Russia. It wouldn't make any sense because everybody dies. Well, like I said again from the Ramban. Like I said from the Ramban. The, That's what I'm saying. Like I said again from the Ramban. The decision, the, 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 we're not calling the person a Russia because he's essentially a Russia. We're calling him a, 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 a listen here. This, listen to this carefully. We're calling him a Russia because in the judgment he has not been found in, uh, be, to be in favor. Not because he's necessarily evil, but because the judgment is not in his favor. But what can inspire, inspire evil judgment? Who knows? Whatever Hashem decides. Maybe a person was only mentally for a certain amount of years. Maybe whatever. I don't know. Okay, what so, so, so just because he's getting a default judgment in Russia, it could be his time is up because he's a Right. Here, in our description, we are describing a specific case mm -hmm. where the judgment is based upon a person's actions. Okay? Which is the assumption that we all have to take 
every single time we go into Rosh Hashanah that our actions are of consequence to our very lives. That's exactly what we say in the Musaf. There's nothing we do, there's nothing, you know, that Hashem decides with me, Yechiel, me, Yomos. That's what we say in the Musaf prayer, who's going to live, who's going to die. This is, uh, this is not, not adding anything new. Okay? No, not in this case. Here we're talking Rosh Hashanah, we're talking about the year. Right. Here we're not talking about eternal life. That's a separate judgment which the Ramam said a person gets when they're, when they're uh, after 120. Okay? So, so therefore, 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 this is how we answer the question. What was the question? The Rambam says, if a person is a Benoni, so if he does Tshuva, they get signed in the Book of Life. They don't do Tshuva, they're not signed in the Book of Life. So the question was, why do Tshuva just do another mitzvah? The answer is, is that, let's look at the, it doesn't help to do Tshuva. Because the Benini is already sealed in the book of death. So what does it help to, what is, I'm sorry, it doesn't, what does it help him if he does another mitzvah? Once he's signed and sealed in the book of death, it doesn't help. The same way by the Russia. The Russia was 4850 in the negative. It doesn't help him after he's sealed in the judgment to do another three mitzvahs to go 51, 48. Correct? So therefore the Benini also doesn't help. Therefore says that Rambam, you have to specifically do tshuva because the only way for the Benini to get out is, the only way for the Benini to get out is, is to do tshuva. Is to achieve a pardon from the king. If you don't achieve a pardon from the president, the king, or whatever it is, then the judgment will be carried out as it was, and that's in the book of death, Chassashon. But Hashem has the prerogative to either accept or reject the tshuva, right? Just because you do the tshuva doesn't mean that Hashem is going to accept it. No, Hashem wants to, Hashem is going to accept it. If the tshuva is sincere, Hashem will accept it. Hashem, if it's sincere, Hashem will accept it. Okay, now, Rav has a completely different answer to this question that we're dealing with this evening. And why, the question, the main question we're dealing with, why does the Rambam say you have to do tshuva? Okay, so Rav question is, and he has in, in his book called The Pachad Yitzchak, in Mimer, in the, in the, in the, obviously in Rosh Hashanah, on, on Rosh Hashanah, Mimer 18, he, you know, he goes through the whole thing, and uh, through the whole discussion, or most of the discussion that we, uh, that we talked about. And uh, he says, he says, he, I mean, he has his unique way to express uh, the, the question, but uh, he is troubled by the numbers game, like, like Paul is bothered. It doesn't make sense for a person to be 50-150, 50-50. Because you can't make a judgment on whether a person is evil or good. You can't make a judgment whether a person is evil or good based upon the number of mitzvahs and averas that they have. Because let's take the following scenario, says Rafutna. Let's take the following scenario. Let's say person, let's say a person has got 40 mitzvahs and he's got 39 averas. So what is he judged with when it comes to Rosh Hashanah? What is he going to be judged with? Is he a tzaddik or is he a rasha? Which one is he? No, I'm saying, let's say it's this case. Let's say this case. 40 mitzvahs, 39 averas. There's 40, 40 mitzvahs, 39 infractions. What is a person a tzaddik or Russia? He's a tzaddik or Russia. He's a tzaddik. He's a tzaddik. Says Rafutna, what happens if Erev Rosh Hashanah, he lapses and does two averas? Just like that. He gets put in the other book. Let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say worse. Let's say worse. Let's say a person has 40 mitzvahs and 30 averos. Then, Ere Rosh Hashanah, so he's, he's sailing. He's all set. He's, right, the, the ink is, 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 is wet on the book. Right? It's still wet on the book. And he goes to a trade restaurant, eats 11 pork chops. 
<laughs> right? And and now now he's a forty one forty in the negative. Says of Whitman, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that a person is doing good. All of a sudden he trips. Or a person's doing bad. Let's say a person's doing bad. He has thirty he has he has forty averas and he has thirty mitzvahs. Or let's say he has forty averas and he has ten mitzvahs. He's doing bad. He's a bad guy. Comes Erev Rosh Hashanah. Comes Erev Rosh Hashanah. He gives Dakah. He learns Torah. He does all things. He does now 20 mitzvahs. 30 mitzvahs. Now all of a sudden he gets right. He was going down the hill. In one moment, he's going to hop himself and, he, and that thing he has going to be in the, in the book of life it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense because because it, it just, it's just it's counterintuitive to me it, it sounds like it, it sounds like a very superficial judgment is it the judgment of if you base the judgment of a person based upon the number of misses and Averos then it's superficial because because a person can be asking in one way in the question is lying the answer, you understand? Setting up the answer. Person can be acting in one way, and they can, and they, and and, they, and then one in the next moment they can change. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It's it, right. Okay. Well, this is the this question. How comes up to the person where they are in a given moment? I mean, look back to look back to break this. Look back to the story of. We're going to talk. We might talk about that. We're going to talk about that. But any given moment, what they are. But you can't make the truthful argument that a person who yesterday had more mitzvahs than Averos mm-hmm. is a different person today, a I, day later. I disagree. Okay, I disagree. So you're you're with you're with. Rab Chaim Shmulevitz, you're with the Lecha Mishnah, you're with Rab Bitzel, you're not with Rab Futna. Rab Futna disagrees with you. Well, I pulled pull down something from uh, Rabbi Kivatat to explain how we have, in, in our Bechira, there's like, there's a threshold, right? That's Rab Desler, Rabbi Tat is based on Rab Desler. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about, the, yeah. the range of choice. So every decision we make, adjusts that threshold for better or for worse. Therefore, based on ten, the ten minutes he did yesterday, you could be a better person. But he disagrees. If all your life, if the, the whole year you were in the, you were, you, you, you were always, the whole year, 364 days, or not 250, whatever it is, 54 days, the whole year you were always in the green. You had ten mitzvahs consistently more than you had a virus. And then on the last day, Mm-hmm. You slip. Okay. Well, in, in that's what Putin is saying. It's counterintuitive. It doesn't make sense to say this guy's a Russia. So in Turkey, it says we shouldn't weigh a major mitzvah against a minor one because we don't know the value of the breed. Yeah, sure. But Hashem does. Hashem certainly knows the quality. He, he, you know, just just because we don't have the the formulas handy doesn't mean that he doesn't. No, Rafutna talks about the, the, that mitzvah. Rafutna talks about that mitzvah. We're talking in a, in a mathematical uh, sense now, if all the mitzvahs are equal, in theory. In theory. In theory, it's still, you could still have such a situation that will arise. That a person will do another mitzvah or another avedah that is equal to the present count of mitzvahs and avedahs that he has, that a mitzvah is not so special. And in that case, that will outweigh his current status as tzaddik. You know, when you achieve platinum status on U.S. Airways, so they wait an entire year before they change your status. You can't lose your status because you stop flying. Right? You think God is like U.S. Airways? They say, they, yeah, God is like U.S. Airways. God is like U.S. It's like U.S. You have platinum, so you achieve platinum, platinum status because you travel a certain amount of miles. Now, you have a whole year to travel those amount of miles. You can't say that because I didn't travel the last three weeks at all, or the last month at all, therefore I'm, I'm no longer platinum. I'm platinum, now I'm platinum. So the entire year I was platinum, now you want to change. I mean, I could say I gave Sifra, I'm, I'm great for DACA. I gave to five different Jewish institutions, I gave them each dollar. Great, five institutions. I don't think it's a numbers game. That's what Rafutna is asking. Rafutna is asking this question. So he says like this. Says Rafutna that uh, now remember we still have to answer the question. We still have to answer the question that we originally asked because otherwise then it's not worth anything to us except for the insight. 
but the, the insight comes from the question. So Rav Hutner says like this. Says Rav Hutner, it's not a numbers game. It's not according to the um, exact number you have. Is the question who you are. Is that if you look at the person, is what he calls a midat hanefesh. It's the attribute of the soul. If you look at the person, what is his relationship? Is his relationship to Ra? Is his relationship to evil? To infractions? Or is his relationship to good? That's what it means that he has majority mitzvot and he has majority of errors. It doesn't mean that exact numbers. It means who does the person relate to? Where is the person holding? What is their, what is their state of being? Are they a tzaddik or are they not a tzaddik? That's the judgment. Therefore, therefore, says Rav Hudner, it doesn't help to do one more mitzvah or to do one more avera to change your status. Because your status doesn't change with a mitzvah. Your status changes with your midat hanefesh. Your status changes with who you are. How do we affect that? And with your intention. Oh, how do you affect that with Shuba? How do you affect that with Shuba? Therefore, it says that I'm. No, no, no. No, no. You're not. No, the mitzvah is the vehicle to which you achieve the Midas Hanefesh. Oh, okay. But the mitzvah is achieving you in, your mitzvah, in, in who you are. It's not the ledger of how many mitzvahs you have. But the mitzvahs are the vehicle, like the Ram Moshe Chaim says, the intermediary to get the Olam They are the intermediary to change you. Of course the person has to be involved in mitzvahs. But the judgment is not on the exact number of mitzvahs you have versus the abeyas you have. The judgment is, is who you are based upon the mitzvahs that you have done and the abeyas that you have done. So therefore it doesn't help to do one more mitzvah, to do one more abeyas. If a person is a tzaddik, when it comes Rosh Hashanah, there's no way to change it. He's a tzaddik. He can do an Aveira. He can eat a pork chop. But, no, no, no. license to eat a pork chop. But, he's not going to change into a Russia just because he ate a pork chop, because he slept. Because essentially he's a good person. person is a Russia and he does one more chapsa mitzvah, gives daka write a check for $50,000 from the drug money, it doesn't help. It doesn't help because he doesn't change who he is just because he did a mitzvah by giving stuck a, a, you know, bought a building for some kailo or something. It doesn't help. Right? Or for some shul. Well, I think there are there Therefore, where, where a mitzvah, individual mitzvah could, could, could change. It could be. Whatever. It could be depending on the mitzvah. But I don't know who, who, who died or Depending on the mitzvah, but it's not going to be a mathematics game. It's no. going to be an, a, 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 um, a quantity game. It's not going to be it's a, a quality game, not a quantity game. So therefore, says, 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 says the Rambam, if a person is a Benoni, he's in between, that means that he's not defined 100% as a Tzaddik or a Russia in terms of his Midas HaNefesh. Therefore, it doesn't help him also to do one more mitzvah. Ask Kudishullah, let him do one more mitzvah. It doesn't help to do one more mitzvah, because to do one more mitzvah will keep him still a Bainani. Says the Rambam, in order to change the judgment, you have to do tshuva. Tshuva means that you have to change yourself. Not in numbers. What? Not in numbers. Not in numbers, but you have to change yourself. This, uh, the, the, uh, this, this, uh, um, this, the, 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 the footnote is not mentioned, but the Rambam says in the Laws of Tshuva that, the Rambam says in Laws of Tshuva, chapter 2, Halacha number 2, what happens when, it does, when a person does tshuva, when a person does tshuva, says the Rambam, Umahi Hachuva. What is tshuva? This is for Jackie. That is, the sinner leaves his sin, his infraction. He removes it from his mind. And he decides in his heart, 
that he's not going to do it anymore. Shinema, as it says, Yasev Rasha Dakoi. The Russia leads his way. V'chein yisnachim al shavah. And he has to regret what he did in the past. Shinema ki achoi shuvi michamti. Now, this is the, the, my, my point here. V'yoyed alof, yoyed talumas. And that the one who knows secrets will be able to testify about him. Who is that? The one who knows secrets, the God above. The one who knows secrets will be able to testify about him. That this person will not return to the sin ever again. That's what it has to be. A person who does shuva has to change to somebody else. You understand? He has to change that he's no longer attached to his past actions anymore. He's no longer the same person. That's what it has to be. That's what tshuva is. So therefore, says the Rambam, that if you're a Bainani, in order to come out of Yom Kippur with a favorable judgment, you have to change your Midas HaNefesh. You have to change who you are that defines you as a Tzaddik. You have to change your character. It's not a number that I did one more mitzvah, I did one more Avera. It doesn't help. It helps only who you are. That's basically what Rufudna says. Okay? Fine, I think we are at this well, point we're done. What? Is that the accepted viewpoint? If you want it to be, sure, why not? I mean, Rufudna is not, not necessarily. I mean, uh, we can uh, have the other viewpoints that we've, that we've presented. That you have to you have to make an accounting of uh, the majority. Halakhlamaisa, there is no halakhlamaisa because the accounting takes with Hashem. The actual the halakhlamaisa is is that we the halakhlamaisa is is that we all that we assume that we're bainin him according to all definitions and according to all definitions we have to do tshuva because the the halakhlamaisa is like the Rambam says that there's a mitzvah to do tshuva during the ten days of repentance whatever the tshuva is whatever the tshuva is supposed to affect. Either we have to erase the previous infractions, and the truth has to affect that we change ourselves. The Allah is everything that we said, basically. Right? Mm, now it's understood that we go to people we've offended before we go to Hashem. Right. Before, before Yom Kippur. Before, days, before Yom Kippur. During the, during the ten days. Before Yom Kippur. We ask for forgiveness. Maybe.